Welcome to the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Mike's Morning Mug. We're actually recording this both for the YouTube channel, Hunter Road Media, and also for the podcast. Be a little bit of a different format between the two shows, but uh, pretty much the same material. You can catch it here, of course, on YouTube or, of course, on the podcast, which we have out at uh, iTunes or TuneIn and various other places. So what I want to talk about today is essentially a continuation from where we left off on Inside the Upside Down this past, if you can believe it or not, Wednesday, which is a bit of a different night, Shauna had her emergency gallbladder surgery, which eliminated Tuesday night, and she was a trooper, and we made up for it on Wednesday. So we were talking about proving the paranormal during that show. With this one, we're going to talk more specifically about telling the paranormal story. And really where this is coming out of is evidence collection and how many paranormal investigators are solely focusing on just collecting the best evidence instead of focusing what I think is the most important aspect of this, which is the story of those spirits. Those spirits were people, those spirits are people, and they have a story to tell. And so that's what we're going to get into tonight, is a little bit about the story that these spirits have to tell. Now, this may not be a popular topic for some. After all, there are people that are really, really proud of their evidence, and yes, Paranormal evidence can help to tell the story, but I think too many people sit on that evidence and are simply just out there to try to get the best piece of film, try to get the best photo, the best illuminated ball of light, the best shadow person, the best, the best, the best, the best. And it's to me, it's not a competition. I don't think that we're out there trying to, or at least we're not supposed to be out there trying to get the best piece of evidence. We're trying to... If we're at a residence, we're trying to help the people within that residence. If we're going to a historic location, we're trying to discover more about that historic location and maybe, again, to help find more pieces to that story. At a residence, yeah, you are trying to discover what in the world the story is. Of course, you could be at an abandoned location, but again, to me, that's a piece of history that has its own story as well. You have to remember, these are people. These are not guinea pigs. I think too many times paranormal investigators put these spirits through the paces, through... You have to remember, these spirits were people. They're not guinea pigs. And too many times investigators are going into these locations and it's, you know, talk into the red light, make this meter light up, you know, make a noise, knock on the door, or close the door, knock something over, hit me. You hear all these different things and... It's not about that. Now, yes, we do use these devices to try to pick up what we call paranormal activity. I'm using those devices to try to find out more information about who's there and why they're there. So you have to take into account who it is you may be talking to. Talking to the little red light may not work for some spirits because they may not even understand what a light is. Same with, you know, try to make this thing light up. They may not understand what that is. You may be dealing with a spirit that is hundreds of years old, may not even know what a light is. It might be familiar with a torch. They might be familiar with a uh, gas lamp or lantern. But as far as a light, they may not have any idea what that is. And you have to explain to them what it is this device is, what it is it is supposed to do. 
Also take into consideration historical context. You may be telling them to light this thing up, and if they're a couple hundred years old, maybe not even that old, 150, 100, they could be looking at this thing as witchcraft or magic, and anything affiliated with that would be of Satan, and therefore you are of Satan, you are a witch, you are whatever. You may be scaring them, and they may not want to interact with you, and they may not want to interact with you because of the fact that you could be bewitching them, or you could be bringing Satan upon them. So be very mindful and very careful of who it is you are trying to interact with and who may be there. That's one of the reasons why I always try to find out information about the location, who's supposed to be there before going there. To me, not having the history of a location going into an investigation is kind of like a meat salesman showing up at the door of a vegetarian. You know, They've got a whole truck of meat back there, and they show up at your doorstep. You don't eat meat. It might even offend you that they're trying to sell all these dead animals back there. And yet here it is because you don't have the right information. You're not going to get a positive reaction from the person you're trying to communicate with. So to me, that's all part of the story. Who's there? Why are they there? How do we get that information? That's why I've never understood faking evidence. It doesn't do anything for you. Oh, sure, maybe for you know a fleeting moment on YouTube or Facebook or wherever on social media, it gets you five minutes, maybe 10 minutes of a little bit of fame. Like, oh, wow, look at this piece of evidence that they got. Look at this uh, apparition. Look at this uh, image that was caught in the fleer. Oh, it's not a reflective surface back there, even though shh, it really is. But because there's no truth behind that faked evidence, there's no foundation, it all falls down. You're not really finding out anything that truly goes on at the house or the location of the building or out in the woods or wherever you are at. And so therefore, you have nothing to keep going with. You have nothing real to try to get down into what's really going on there. You have nothing to substantiate a real investigation. And that real investigation is going to be the people that are there, their stories, their lives, and who you're really trying to interact with. Yeah, you could throw half a torso up on a screen and say, look what I got. You know, that's a, you know, it's a spirit. It's a shadow person. Whatever you're trying to perpetuate, it may be great. That might give you a minute of, you know, maybe some people are going to look at that. Okay, so what? But when you go back there to follow up on your investigation, what does that do for you there? You already know it's a piece of faked evidence, so you can't possibly go in there and say, hey, who was that that was standing in the dining room over by the window? Because you know there really wasn't anybody standing over there by the window. You know that that was just your reflection out of the other room. Or if it's an EVP that you're trying to perpetuate is true when really it was you whispering into it or whatever you may have done to play around with the audio file, how can you possibly go back into the house and say, hey, I heard you say da-da-da-da-da when it didn't really happen? So therefore, you don't have anything real to follow up on at the location. Well, you have to follow up on the location if you're not faking anything is the truth. So find out what's really going on there. And what's really going on there is with the people that are really there. The people that you may not necessarily be able to see. You know, those spirits, 
that we believe are there, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Talk to them. Find out the truth from them. And just talk to them like people, because they are. They are people. Sit down. You may not get anything right away. You know, I think one of the problems here with the paranormal, one of the problems that's really come up with television is that it's like boom, 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 boom. We're in the location. We're getting this evidence, supposedly evidence. You know, we're getting these interactions, supposedly interactions. And it's it's all like, you know, a machine gun. All these different things are happening. Heck, on TV these days, it's all about demons, right? But most paranormal investigations, you are sitting there for hours without anything going on. We don't know necessarily why that is, why we may get a flurry of activity within like a two-minute period of time and then just silence. Did they expend their energy? We don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. Did they come in trying to interact, not really get what they were looking for? Yeah, keep in mind, if they're trying to interact with you, there may be a reason why they're trying to interact with you. And if they're not getting the reaction out of you or the answers out of you that they're looking for, they may just say, screw this, I'm out. And want nothing to do with you for the rest of the evening. I've walked into an investigation before just setting up, got an EVP while setting up saying we shouldn't talk, we shouldn't talk. One spirit talking to another. You think we really got much of activity that night? Nope. They made it clear right off the bat they were not going to interact with us. Very quiet investigation. Nothing went on. It happens. I think it's a part of that whole short attention span, instant gratification society that we've been accustomed to these days. I mean, we're you know, bombarded daily with these short, quick interactions because everything has to get bigger and quicker and faster. And so... You know, even here on YouTube, you know, if you're if you're trying to build a channel, you're taught that first 15 seconds of a video, people just click off it. Within the first few seconds of watching the video, they've already made up their mind whether they want to continue watching it or not. So by gosh, the first 15 seconds, you better have some shit in the video or they're out. That's how quick everything has become in today's society. 15 seconds, that's all you got, if that. So what does that do for paranormal investigations? Because a real paranormal investigation takes a long time. You're there for hours, most of the time getting nothing. And so people feel compelled to fake some evidence. And some people, when they do get a piece of legitimate evidence, they decide to sit on it and not show anybody for fear that somebody's going to steal it, which I've never quite understood because, you know, you would have the original post, you'd have the original uh, photo, film, whatever it is, you would have everything to show that it's mine. So I've never quite understood that one. So those pieces are what helps to tell the story, along with all the research that you're doing. So I've never quite understood holding back and retaining it for what? I guess some people think that they're going to hold on to this piece of evidence because some show might get a hold of it and put it out there. You'd still be able to prove that, of course. Or somebody else might grab it and tell a show, hey, this is my piece of evidence. Again, you could prove that. Or they're holding out to use that piece of evidence on their own show. And if your motivation is your own show that you're hoping to get down the road in the future, that you're trying to score a TV deal, well, then you're doing this for the wrong reasons. It's not about getting on TV. Oh, I know a lot of people have looked at the paranormal field and they're like, I could do that. 
sitting around, got some devices, you know, recording some audio, and then I get on a TV show. Cool. It's not what it's about. This is about helping people, whether the living, there's a lot of people that have a, they're living in a haunted house. You know, they are scared in their own home because they don't understand what's going on in there. So we're helping those sorts of people. We're helping historic locations to better understand what's going on in their historic location, discovering pieces that have been lost to time to help them tell their stories there. We're also helping some of those locations to raise some money. Some haunted historic locations are raising a crap ton of money for charity, which is awesome. And we're also helping the people on the other side. Those spirits, those people that we're having a hard time seeing, that we're having a hard time hearing, we're helping them too. There may be some sort of connection back to this world that they need. For some reason, we don't know. There may be a message that they're trying to tell us. There may be part of their story that they want told. There may be, maybe there's somebody that they're trying to connect with. We don't know. That's, those are things that we are trying to figure out. And faking a half a torso or a shadow figure or an EVP or whatever it is does nothing to help any of that. And even if you're not faking it, even if you have a bunch of legit evidence and that's all you're focused on is look at these meter hits, look at these photos. Okay, great. You got a nice photo or that's a cool piece of film footage. Wow. Okay. What does that tell me about the location? Well, it means it's haunted. Well, okay, great. It's haunted. What does it tell me about the location? What does it tell me about the people that are there? Okay, it's moving. That's awesome. Who is it? Who is it? Why are they there? I, to me, that's the question. Those are the things that we want answered. That's great that you got that shadow person. Okay, cool. What kind of shadow person is it? What is a shadow person? That's a big thing for me. What, <laughs> you know, with all the shadow people interactions that I've had in... I'm currently writing a book on shadow people. Okay, fantastic. What new are you contributing with this shadow person picture? What new to the field? What new piece of information? There it is. Awesome. Can you tell me anything about the conditions? Can you tell me anything about who was there? Why that might be there? Caught this apparition. Fantastic. Awesome. Who is it? What other information is going on with this piece of evidence? What part of the story do these things tell so that's what we were talking about last time was about proving the paranormal and to those people who do not want to believe any of that stuff is not going to matter to them anyway i remember seeing something just the other day about oh, i've got these photos that will prove to anybody who doesn't believe well once they look at it you know they're going to believe and they're all real because i say i took them okay <laughs> who are you? You know, why should we believe you? You know, even as a paranormal investigator who believes in the paranormal, the supernatural and all that, I'm looking at him like, mm, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> so I don't understand how it's irrefutable evidence because somebody who just does not want to believe is going to look at him and be like, eh, no. No, that was Photoshopped. Easy, easy, simple excuse. So that's my little mini morning mug rant for today. Go ahead, chime in, leave some comments below. Let me know what you think about uh, telling the story of the paranormal, about evidence collection, hanging on to evidence, all that great stuff. 
If you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so. Click that little bell notification and you'll be updated on all of our new videos. We do have some great paranormal investigation videos that are coming out very soon. And of course, more Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Inside the Upside Down, and Friday Night Ghost Frights. I'm Mike Ricksecker. Till next time. For you podcast listeners, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening all the way through. Really do appreciate that. Be sure to subscribe to Mike Ricksecker's Audio Journey. We have a lot more coming up that is exclusive and original to the Audio Journey. There will be exclusive content and originals just for you out here on the podcast. I'm Mike Ricksecker. Till next time.